On GoFundMe, a crowdsourcing funding website, a man set up a page to raise funds for his son. On Friday, October the 5th, 2018, the information said, Our son, Terence Woods Jr., disappeared in Oro Grande, Idaho. Terence had been working with a British film crew on a documentary about abandoned gold mines in Idaho County. His father was now asking for people to donate to help raise funds for an investigation into what had happened to his son. He said after one week of search efforts by local authorities, no trace of him at all. Search efforts were called off the following Thursday, so all we can do is pray that Terence comes home. The Idaho County News reported on the story. Family left with more questions than answers after filmmaker's son disappears without trace. Idaho County Sheriff Doug Giddings told the Idaho County News that 26-year-old Terence Woods was talking to a co-worker when he drops his radio and takes off running down the hill. His family said, Terence has travelled the world and has worked with different crews in various terrain and weather. His father spoke of the last text conversation he had with his son on the morning of his disappearance in the rugged terrain of Idaho County. The text said at 8.35am, Dad, I'm coming home Wednesday the 10th. His dad says between that little time, something went wrong. Then the next call I get is from the company saying my son has disappeared and can't find a trace of him. Idaho County Sheriff's Office released a statement on Monday the 5th of October at 6.41pm the Sheriff's Office was notified of a missing person. 27-year-old Terence Woods of Maryland had become separated from his party. Sheriff Doug Giddings said when a member on the scene from the film crew told the sheriff that Woods had been acting strange. They told him that as the crew were in the process of wrapping up filming for the day, Woods ran off. The film crew's statement was that he went over to the edge and there were several people watching him, including one of the local guys, and he said he just decided to take off and he shot down that hill and he would not stop and he just kept going. And they lost him down below where you drop almost straight down, straight down a hill. Well, police interviewed members of the crew who saw Woods drop his two-way radio and run down the hill. And Woods' father told Idaho News they, the production company, thought he fell off the cliff. But by the time they got there, my son was 15 feet down the cliff running like a hare. So I said, what do you mean running like a hare? He said, he ran so fast, I've never seen nobody run that fast. His father said, my son saw something, heard something he shouldn't have seen or heard and didn't like it. What's going on? Idaho County Sheriff Giddings told the newspaper, there's no response, there's nobody yelling for help, there's no nothing. The Sheriff's Department said on October the 12th, due to the late hour of the report, searching didn't commence until Saturday, October the 6th. Three dog teams from Clearwater County, ground searches on foot and ATVs, along with personnel from the US Forest Service, arrived on Saturday and began searching. Clearwater-backed County Rescue Helicopter did an aerial search. Fish and Game canvassed the area and stayed late into the night, checking with hunters and continuing to search. Mr Woods was not located. A helicopter from Fairchild Air Force Base also responded. Crews were searching from the air and ground, but no clues were found, despite searching from dusk till dawn. Weather conditions at the time were not great, 
and the Sheriff's Department reported that search crews had been hampered by freezing snowy weather. By Thursday afternoon, after no leads were obtained from the previous seven days of searching, the Sheriff's Office said, and no signs of Mr Wood have been located in the search area, or the expanded search area, they were cutting back on the active search. What was Terence Woods running from? And if the weather conditions were that bad, how could he have got very far? How could he have travelled any distance in freezing snow? And if he had died, wouldn't his body have been found in that area? His father is still completely baffled. He said one story they said they watched my son run off a cliff. What do you mean? You all watched him. What are you saying? And you can't get lost out there because if you get lost out there, you're going to run into a road or houses. So he didn't just poof, vanish and disappear. Well, he still hasn't been found. But strangely, on the same day that Terence disappeared, the Idaho County Sheriff's Office and multiple other agencies were also alerted to the disappearance of a 76-year-old woman called Connie Johnson. She was last seen at Fog Mountain in the Big Rock area of Idaho. Her dog, Ace, had also vanished in an area where, according to the same sheriff who responded to Terence Wood's disappearance, you couldn't even walk through there with all the downed trees and brush. On Friday, October the 5th, the same day that Terence Wood disappeared, the same Idaho County Sheriff's Office was notified of missing person Connie Johnson up the Selway in the Fog Mountain area near Big Rock. They reported... Connie Johnson, 76, was at hunting camp where she was the camp cook. Last communication with her was on Tuesday. When other members of her party arrived Friday, they were unable to locate her or her dog. Connie worked at the camp for Ritchie Outfitters. However, the area was searched by this company and no tracks were found. Guides at the camp had temporarily left to fetch supplies and new clients. And when they'd returned three days later, Connie had vanished. Sheriff Giddings said that the hunters did have contact with Connie on October the 3rd, but they were unable to understand what she was saying to them. The Sheriff's Office was noted that Friday and the search efforts began immediately. The search included the Forest Service, the US Air Force and backcountry rescue helicopter. Giddings said an intense search involving aircraft from the US Air Force, the Idaho National Guard, rescue teams, backcountry horsemen, along with several teams of tracking dogs and searchers on foot, all helped look for her. Multiple helicopters, dog teams, teams on horseback and on foot, but nobody could find any sign of her. Chris Adkins, a former co-worker of Connie, told Idaho News, This isn't like some pilgrim's first rodeo. This is a woman who spent literally the last 25 years of her life on foot in the wilderness, alone, doing her wilderness rancher work. If there's anybody that has a skill set that positions them to beat this, it's Connie. The Sheriff's Department reported that, despite the multiple and extensive searches around the missing woman's base camp trailer, and extending in a radius outward, they turned up no clues. She and her dog vanished, literally without trace. 
in an area where there were no roads. By October the 17th, search for missing women in Fog Mountain area called off. Sheriff Giddings said, There's not been one trace of her. We've done everything we can do. The probability of finding her is zero. He said the multiple searches indicated nothing about her whereabouts. The sheriff told reporters that no tracks or blood was found, but the possibility of foul play was ruled out by the sheriff. The camp is accessible only by horseback or on foot, and there were no vehicles there. Then, on October the 25th, there was an update. Ace, her dog, had turned up at the Moose Creek Ranger Station. Ace was 15 miles from the hunting camp where Johnson was last seen. Ace showed up at the camp where private searchers, who had been hired by Connie's family, were located. But there was no sign of Connie. Ranger Deb Gale of the Bitterroot National Forest said she was very skilled in the outdoors and knew that country well. But Connie has never been found. And neither has Terence Wood, said the sheriff. This is a tough one. It's very weird. In another case, CBS reported in 2011, no trace of missing man 30 days in Everglades Park. One month after his disappearance during a camping trip, the family of an Oregon man missing in the National Park still hope he will be found safe. They have returned home on the West Coast without a clue where he might be. 67-year-old Roger Sawyer had vanished while he and his family were camping in the Everglades National Park campground in Flamingo at the end of a cross-country trip in their motorhome. Mr. Sawyer, a retired Oregon butcher, was said by his family to be an experienced outdoorsman. He disappeared without trace on March the 5th and remains missing. The search for him effectively over, it was reported. In an interview with CBS Miami, the family broke their silence over his vanishing and the subsequent lengthy search for him. Janice Williams, the missing man's daughter-in-law, said, Roger, his wife and I were travelling in a motorhome together and we took the motorhome through the keys. He was a content man. He would often say, I know yesterday I said was the best day of my life, but today is the best day of my life. They had arrived in the Everglades National Park with other family members. Once there, his daughter-in-law said some family members went to the visitor's centre, while he and his wife Paula remained behind. Janice said that Mr Sawyer and his wife were in different areas of the campground. But as darkness fell and people started to return to the motorhomes, he was not among them. The park rangers were quickly notified and they, along with Miami-Dade Fire Rescue, began to search for him. The search continued for ten days. But in the end, no sign of Sawyer was ever found. One of the searchers who was there says, I was there from the first to long after the last day. Every day there were three to five dog teams, from dawn to just before dusk. Two to three helicopters flew non-stop. From the very night he disappeared to when they lost support and were forced to quit, they pulled out all the stops and did as much as anyone could. His daughter-in-law said, They didn't find a shoe or a hat. 
and they searched everywhere he could have been. The Park Service did a stellar job, and we were so grateful to all the agencies. They covered every square inch of that park. But eventually, the family members had no choice but to face the horror of returning home without him. The newspaper said they still don't know what happened to him, how a man, in good health, mind unclouded by dementia, with a woodman's background, disappeared in a national park without a trace. Five months later, CBS Miami made another report. This time, someone else had vanished. They said the search for visitor to Everglades National Park has ended without the man being found and the Park Service has officially declared Jacob Olivier missing. The search was for missing Jacob Michael Olivier and it began on August the 30th when park rangers noticed an Isuzu Hombre pickup truck had been parked now for days near Evergreen Lake without moving. Rangers traced the owner of the truck, a Mr. Tracy Olivier of Spring, Texas, who said the truck was being driven by Jacob, his son. A week-long search was mounted, which included helicopters, dog teams and significant manpower, but no trace of Olivier was found. The rangers, with assistance from the Civil Air Patrol's triangulation technology, were able to narrow down the search radius to 11.5 miles by using Olivier's cell phone signal, but this did not lead to them finding Olivier, despite the air, foot and canine search, said Pine Island District Park Ranger William Lopez. This is the second park visitor this year to disappear after entering the park. National Park Service records from September the 9th, 2011 indicate investigation determined that Olivier entered the park on August the 24th through the main entrance station in Homestead. A surveillance video showed him driving in alone at 1pm on that date. The search involved 45 staff from different agencies, three canine units and two helicopters. NPS staff from law enforcement, fire and aviation operations were joined by rescue teams from Miami-Dade Air Rescue, Florida Department of Corrections and the Miramar Police Department, as well as many others. The NPS said the search for park visitor Jacob Olivier has concluded with the park officially declaring him missing. After a week of searching and investigating clues from the search and those provided by the public, his whereabouts remains unknown. Well, like Sawyer, Olivier has never been heard from again. The September edition of Table Rock Sentinel Newsletter of the Southern Oregon Historical Society in 1985 contained an archival compilation of the mysterious circumstances of a man's disappearance at Crater Lake National Park. The Mail Tribune also carried out a retrospective of the missing man's case in 76. They said the snows that bury Crater Lake National Park in deep silence each winter have disclosed many secrets through the years, when dissipated by the summer sun, but one remains unknown today, despite the suns of 64 summers. Shrouded in mystery is the fate of Bibi Bukowski, a photographer who sought to record the pristine beauty of the National Park with its snow in 1911. Bukowski had often sent photographs to the park's superintendent, and postcards too, 
which the superintendent of the parks, W.F. Arendt, kept all of. His granddaughter, Mrs. Arendt, dug into the newspaper archives to find anything she could on this missing photographer to present to the historical society. She hoped that the retrospective might stir a memory, she said, which would throw some light on the fate of such a fine young man who seemed to just drop out of sight. On Friday the 22nd, 1911, the Mail Tribune reported, B.B. Bukowski has been lost in the deep snow that now surrounds the crater. Last week, Frank Burns and Albert Gibson started out to try to locate the missing adventurer. They returned, reporting having found Bukowski's sled and shovel. The sled was 1.5 miles this side of the rim of the crater, completely hidden under the snow that has fallen. All of the outfit that Bukowski had, had hauled, is missing. He had evidently taken his Kodak and other supplies off the sled and carried them to some spot. But where? Could not be located. On March the 1st, another party set out to look for him. These men found Bukowski's camera cases at the hotel on the rim of the lake. Bedding and food were missing. This, the Mail Tribune reported, leads the men to believe he is still alive and probably camped on the other side of the lake. However, the following day, March the 2nd, the newspaper reported, perished. Searchers had found his supplies and camera, but no trace of the photographer, said Eva Hamilton of the Tribune. Near where they had located the sled, they noticed that someone had been chopping wood, indicating the man they were searching for had been camped somewhere in the neighbourhood. They came upon a canvas, stretched across the opening of a tunnel to the ground ten feet below. Inside the tunnel, they found the photographer's shoes, socks, underwear, cap, additional clothing and his telescope, as well as food supplies. Further searching was practically impossible over the next few weeks, though. The Tribune reported, Blizzard has prevailed for the past three weeks. It's impossible to see over 200 yards, and snow is many feet high. A gale prevails. The search parties have been severely hampered. Well, Mrs. Arendt's last archive to the Southern Oregon Historical Society shows that by the 9th of March of that year, all search efforts had been stopped. It was stated the melting snows of the coming summer would reveal the mystery of the photographer's disappearance. However, she said, when the snows had melted in the hot summer of 1911, there was no evidence brought to light. Bukowski's fate is still shrouded in mystery. He wasn't ever found. On April the 29th, 2005, a day celebrated as Greenery Day in Japan, in a bamboo grove in a forest, a little girl vanished. She vanished in the middle of the forest in the middle of a large number of people. On the day she vanished, a bamboo digging event had been organised by Kagawa Prefecture Liaison Committee and it was being held in the bamboo grove near the Kodoki Visitor Centre in the forest within the district of Okade. Greenery Day had been established to honour the Emperor's love for plants and nature. Everyone was gathered in the forest to go bamboo digging. There were approximately 60 people there, comprised of 19 families who came to participate in the holiday event. The participants would meet back up at 2pm. At 1.40pm, Mr. Anoshi, 48, and his wife realised they could not see their youngest daughter. So far, she had managed to find and dig up four bamboo shoots, which was the object of the event, and had proudly shown them to her parents. 
but now they realised they could not see her nearby anywhere. The last time they'd seen her was when she ran off to get the next bamboo shoot. The little girl had been making her way in the bamboo forest among the other 60 participants in a clockwise rotation. Her parents began to look for her. They looked all round, scanned all the other people digging on the hunt to see if she was with them, but they failed to spot their little girl and now they began to become alarmed. They began to ask the other diggers if they had seen her, but when none could recall seeing her, everyone stopped digging and began to search for her. At 3pm, her parents called the police. By 5pm, firefighters had arrived to assist in the official search. At the time of her disappearance, little Yuki was wearing a pink hat, pink shoes and a red and orange shirt, but inexplicably, not a trace of her would ever be found. No body, no items of her clothing. Her scent was picked up by the dogs, brought into tracker, but her scent, mysteriously, inexplicably, just stopped. Not too far away from the bamboo grove, there was a pond. It was dragged, but she wasn't in there. Up to 3,000 people joined in the search, which was repeated for several days in a row, all looking for her, but no one could find her. The police used the water bottle she'd been drinking from and one tracker dog picked up her scent and followed it a short distance. Then her scent simply stopped. Where could she have gone? How could her scent just simply not lead anywhere? Or did it merge with all the other visitors and searchers that day? And yet, the dog had isolated and followed her scent, so it's unlikely the dog would have then simply just lost her scent. Her scent didn't go to the pond, so although the pond was dragged, it seemed impossible she had gone there and fallen in and drowned. But how could she completely disappear, as though plucked into thin air? Witnesses there that day mentioned seeing a man who appeared to be walking on his own, and he was carrying a large bag or rucksack, they said. Who was this man? He was never identified. The rucksack he was carrying was big enough, investigators believed, to put a five-year-old child inside. Had this man found Yuki when she'd been running around on her own, looking for bamboo shoots, and swiftly, silently snatched her up, in front of 60 people, subdued her and popped her inside his rucksack? Had he placed his hand over her mouth and stolen her away? The forest where they were searching is not accessible by vehicles. With her disappearance happening during an event full of people, could this more easily have masked what really happened? If a human had taken her? But how would her kidnapper have kept her silent, all the while stuffing her inside a rucksack? Perhaps a drug of some kind was used to pacify her? It seemed a very daring, yet distinct possibility. And yet, if she'd been placed inside the rucksack and smuggled out of the forest, the opinion of the experienced dog handlers is that their dogs would still have been able to pick up on her scent, even if she'd been inside the bag. The dogs should have been able to follow her scent, but they couldn't. The police dog brought in had suddenly, abruptly, stopped in the middle of the forest. Perturbed by this, the police brought more dogs in, four in fact. All four of them picked up on the little girl's scent and all four dogs stopped exactly at the same spot as the first dog. There was nothing remarkable about this particular spot in the forest. No landmarks, nothing except forest. There was no sign of a struggle at this spot, no blood, no torn clothes. She simply, silently, invisibly vanished from this very spot and she's never been seen again. <laughs>